0: Welcome back to Alien Minute. Alien Minute is the daily podcast that breaks down the movie Aliens in short, controlled bursts. I'm Kyle. I'm Brady. And folks, we are from Pele Media. John Engel has been kind enough to let us come on and do a couple of weeks of the show, and we're almost through that now, Brady. That is correct. This is a Wednesday of our second week. Have you had fun doing Aliens I, Minute? I've
1: had a lot of fun. You know, yeah. with our other shows, Ghostbusters Minute, Jurassic Park Minute, Goonies Minute, Um, so shameless. <laughs> so shameless. Uh-huh. With those <laughs> being gone, like, I've been out of the... Uh, podcast game aside from our patreon subscriptions even more shameless self-promotion there we go so it's nice to be able to uh to come in here and i don't know not just get back on some podcasts but uh some movies by minutes podcast yeah you know an alien minute is
0: uh, one of my favorites Hands down. And Aliens is a great film to talk about because there's a lot going on in this movie. Uh, a lot of action in this minute, not a whole lot of dialogue. Uh, there's a little bit to chew on this minute. Do you want to go ahead and jump right into it? Let's do it. All right, let's do that, folks. This is minute number 73. And the minute begins with a drop ship approaching the survivors for extraction and ends with Hicks taking flaming debris off of a still unconscious Gorman. So, like we were saying, uh, this minute is kind of famous for that rear-projection Crash that happens later in the minute. What do you think about that effect?
1: You know, one of the notes I have here is that this is some of Ray Lovejoy's uh, best work. Mm -hmm. And of course, he's the editor. And it's a little phony looking at some points when it's getting a little bit closer. I think it's Hicks who's dodging it and just, you know, jumping right along. Uh, So, whereas the effect of the rear projection might look a little grainy, might not look that great, the actors are really selling it. Yeah, they are. I mean, they're, you know, timing the fact that they're trying to make it to uh, you know, duck for cover whenever they do, according to where the dropship is coming up behind them through mm-hmm. the rear projection, sells it completely. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I think that in the camera movement as well. It kind yeah, of focuses yeah, yeah, on the it. actors. It doesn't really try to focus on the giant fireball behind Hicks as he's jumping out of the way. But I do think that there's some fantastic model work going on in this minute. And the model work in this movie is just amazing. Yeah, you know, absolutely. The, the, the drop ship, when you see it take off earlier in the previous minute, it looks like it's it has weight to it, you know? The only time I think that in this movie I actually feel the model at any point is when the APC is on fire and mm-hmm. moving just because yeah. the flame, I think we talked about it you last minute. You can't miniaturize week. fire. Yeah, that's right, yeah. But uh, on this one I think they did a really good job of matching the two because as that drop ship, as the model of it just goes like flaming and crashing into the uh, processor tower you know like mm-hmm. gateway or whatever it really feels like it's actually like you know, f- you know f- a giant fireball crashing down and the sound design as well there's like one moment where there's like this bar that flies off of it mm-hmm. and comes bing, towards the exactly yeah and like they that. they match the sound of it so well i was like oh man this you know last week we were talking about there was a, a moment where they're trying to grind the brakes on the apc and it always felt a little bit weird to me but this one just is it completely works though
1: yeah and you know again that's all to the credit of uh, Ray Lovejoy mm-hmm. and Tim being able to move back and forth between models, between live action, uh, using slow motion, you, you know, just regular speed, everything like that is it just... It, that's what sells it. That's what's so incredible about it. Yeah. Um, Verna Fields was an editor who edited Jaws, got mm-hmm. the Academy Award for it. And there are moments where she's cutting between uh, things that they would have shot in Martha's Vineyard then suddenly we're under the water mm-hmm. when we're actually seeing live shark footage that w- was uh, filmed in Australia. Then we're seeing uh, footage that was done that was shot in a tank of the cage with the animatronic shark swimming around it. And all of that intercutting is just seamless. It's flawless. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you watch it and you don't question it. This is a very similar moment.
0: Yeah. I was trying to figure out if this stuff was shot at Pinewood Studios, but I wasn't 100% sure. I, I thought that that's where they shot aliens because I think there was like I don't know if you ever saw this, but there was sometime in the mid-90s where they were cleaning out a bunch of their stuff, and they cleared out all of the aliens' props and just threw them away. What? Like, the full-scale, like, APC and stuff was just on the street waiting for trash bins to come pick it up.
1: There should really be a committee or or something. Yeah. Who, it's their job to see, like, what, you know, should be preserved and everything. Although, you could say that about just about anything. I know that there was a prop warehouse or something being cleaned out. Uh, in the last maybe 10, 15 years, and they found what looked to be like a marble statue. Of course, it's made out of plaster. Mm-hmm. And they go check the tag, the production number on it, which was the production number of Citizen Kane. No so, way, yeah, really. Yeah, one, one of the props was just filed away. It was in a level. Charles
0: Foster Kane statue they <laughs> yeah, were just tossing out? It should have been. It's crazy. Uh, yeah, I would have loved to have gone by in the Trash Day and been like, "You guys need all these like smart guns and pulse rifles and stuff? I I can take them. Yeah, at, that would go for a lot on eBay now. Y'all
1: don't need these. But at the
0: time, space was a premium. You know, and it was probably a few years after Aliens, so people weren't as excited about it as they are. You know, it's like it's exciting when it comes out. Two or three years later, nobody cares about it. And A decade later, it's more valuable than gold. <laughs> you know, yeah, so right. I can imagine today that stuff would have gone for a lot. But you know, you were talking about the editing in this movie, and I wanted to say as I was watching. These minutes for this week, it felt to me like they took place over a much, much longer period of time. You know, we have yesterday's minute, which was the signaling for the drop ship and the drop ship taking off and Spunkmeyer scene where he gets the slime on his hand. And for me, that felt like it was maybe over the course of like 10 minutes. But we had all of that happen within the course of 60 seconds. And today, the same thing. You know, we get... The crash of the dropship happens immediately after Pharaoh's death, which, for my money, is the best death in the entire film. Oh yeah, I, I, I know you're talking about Spunk Myers because it takes place off screen. Yesterday, well, Pharaoh's kind of does, but it has like very strong suggestions. We get a little bit of gore with the blood splashing on the window and her hand. You know, like, first of all, she looks back. We get a great shot of the alien kind of, like, opening its mouth and shaking, you know. Yeah. And then she reaches for the gun, showing that, you know, she ain't going out like no bitch. You know, she's fixing <laughs> to try to fight her way out of this thing in a cockpit. Yeah. Uh, which is great. And then we get that exterior shot of, like, the blood just flying all over the, the cockpit window and her yeah. hands smearing,
1: smearing it. Smearing it. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. I bet it's so great. There is uh, the little moment where she spins around to grab the pistol Uh and the alien is like right behind her literally like reaching around the chair and grabbing Mm -hmm. her but you know it's funny her pistol right next to it is a lucky rabbit's foot So I was like, man, what is she reaching for the lucky rabbit's foot and saying, like, oh, God, just get (laughs) me out of this situation?
0: Wouldn't that have been funny if she had reached, it looked like she was going for the gun, and then we have a reverse shot of her swinging around and holding the lucky (laughs) rabbit's foot and going, like, well, shit!" and before she, yeah. But, you know, it's funny because we only get that one shot of the alien, like, twitching and its mouth kind of opening a little bit, its lips curling back. And that's all we need. Had they shown anything else, it would have been completely cheesy. You know? Had we shown mm-hmm. it kind of like in the cockpit or like coming around the chair with her? Like we get just, just enough, just these you little know, things. Yeah, never mind.
1: No, no, go ahead. Say oh, it. no, no, say? no. I was going to go on a whole tangent about how this day and age, you probably would have seen something like that. Mm-hmm. just because we can but i'm not even going to go in that direction
0: you know again i'll take it back to take it back to it i was watching alien covenant again the other night and there's a scene where the alien i think it's coming it's through david's laboratory and it jumps down on one of the mercenaries that's there uh, it's not uh, the main guy, it's like one of his henchmen or whatever. I can't and remember. Pins him down on the ground and it fully shows the you know, the second mouth or the tongue or whatever it's actually called. Yeah. Like going through the guy's skull and then it's like biting his neck and stuff like that. And Why it happens we, yeah. it happens so quickly you don't even care about it. It's that suggestion that it's about to happen that's so much more scary. Or there's a moment earlier in the film where the neomorph sways its tail around and knocks a mm-hmm. guy's jaw off. Do you remember that? No. I, I forgot a lot about that movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, there was I think other ways they could have done that. I mean it's it's kind of a cool scene to see like how fast it acts and you kind of understand why they weren't able to stop it, you know, cause it can, with the precision it has to knock a guy's jaw off with its tail. It's uh pretty menacing, but I think this is perfect because we get that suggestion and then we get that exterior shot of the blood. And again, it uh, it's actually, it might even be my favorite death of anything besides maybe the chest burster and cane. Yeah. Know? Yeah, definitely. It, it's chilling.
1: all about the consistency of that, that blood, that liquid too. Mm-hmm. Ugh. God.
0: It's very viscous. Moving yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I want to talk a little bit about the dropship. We talked a little bit about it yesterday, but uh, so the classification of it, it is a UD4L Cheyenne dropship, and it's inspired by the Iroquois HU-1 chopper, which is commonly referred to as a Huey. But with the Huey, this is the one you usually see that maybe, like in a movie like uh, *Platoon*, doesn't exactly land, gets really close to the ground, and you have all of the troops like jumping out. And maybe there's a guy up there with an M60, like a gunner or something like that. It's the one you usually see, like in I think there's in *Forrest Gump*. There's a scene where he's in one as well. But the Huey was a troop transport, and that's what inspired the dropship, and it looks a lot like it. So, uh, you know, again, great design. And like we said earlier, the dropships—you see them like in every movie now that deals with the future. Uh, space group did you ever see a tv show called space above and beyond no so it was basically colonial marines the tv show it was a really cool idea i think it was only on one season on fox and the idea was that you know humans are out there colonizing new planets and we get to a planet that's already inhabited by another species and we start war with them and then the story is about a, a group of soldiers fighting these uh these guys that we're basically on their territory but they had the whole thing like takes place like on a dropship uh, if i remember correctly they most of the time it was them on a dropship like flying around and so you know we get it in there and then of course like we were talking about earlier there's a dropship in alien covenant as well which i actually thought was one of the better scenes in the movie mm-hmm. you know the design of that ship actually looked a lot like the uh UD4L Cheyenne dropship but it uh you know it i think they used enough to make it look different to make it look like a precursor to that ship but it still you know worked pretty well so the one difference between the two though is that when it drops off of the covenant uh, it doesn't fall like the drop ship in Aliens. Yeah. The express elevator to hell. Yeah. How does yeah. that work again? Uh, so I guess the difference between the two is the one in Covenant is already in space, and then they just let go of it, whereas the one in Aliens, I think, might have even been... We're just
1: close enough to the atmosphere I or think whatever. that's yeah. right yeah, oh, yeah
0: that there might have actually yeah. been some weight to it that it was able to, to drop out uh, and there may be you know, there could have been some ejection too and it was also maybe getting sucked out I don't know it's but pretty
1: cool it's a very cool <laughs> scene. Way. yeah it's very awesome it really <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh,
0: but again great model work on that crash landing uh, you know the rear projection it doesn't hold up like always but I don't think it uh, I think it's just there long enough for you really not to worry too much about it but and I love the look on Hudson's face after the ship blows up because we're still getting him like he's post <laughs> yeah. maximum freak out and he's just kind of like looking at Like, uh, uh, just trying to process everything. Again, great acting by the late, great Bill Paxton. We miss him, miss him every day. So, you got anything else for this minute? That's it for me. That is it for me as well, folks. Thank you for listening to minute number 73 of Aliens Minute. If you like the show, head on over to AlienMinute.com where there's a virtual tip jar and you can help John out with uh, you know hosting the show, the production. Uh, if you liked what we did, check out Ghostbusters Minute, Jurassic Park Minute, and Goonies Minute. Those are available wherever podcasts are found. All right, Brady, you ready to go ahead and get out of here? Let's go. All right, folks. Thank you so much. Join us again tomorrow for minute number 74.